Hello, I am Dr. Kathleen Hall and this is The Way I See It. Today we're going to talk about how your life is a classroom, not a prison. Your life is a classroom, not a prison. How many of us live as if each day is a prison, whether it's our job, maybe our relationship, someone we're living with, a marriage, uh, I don't know, a roommate, how about your kids, your children, how about the choices you make? Does it feel like you just don't keep getting the optimal uh, results out of the choices you're making? Open your heart and mind. Remember, your life is a classroom. One class right after another, it is not a prison. Don't you want to become a lifelong learner? Let's learn how to make new choices that will lead you to happiness and balance. And again, this isn't about fixing you or helping you or, you know, giving you some kind of little tool. I want to reassure you that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. This is just about rebalancing your life. We're going to talk about creating a balanced life that works for you, for your family, for your community. And again, let's go back to the most of all for you. True meaning and happiness in life requires balance and sustainability. You know, look at the sustainability of our planet. It's a formidable topic these days. We know that we cannot keep taking the oil, gas, coal out of our bruised earth in perpetuity. We cannot keep poisoning our fragile atmosphere, our precious air, and our treasured water that gives us life. Sustainability means to keep in existence, to supply, to nourish, to support life. Okay, so I just talked about the earth, but what about you? The image of our earth requiring balance and sustainability is a perfect image of your own life. Your sustainability means to keep your existence in, you know, your supply, your nourishment to support your life. You require balance and sustainability. I believe our current definition of happiness is not sustainable and cannot create balance, meaning, and happiness in your life. So for a few minutes, I'm going to talk about the traditional definition of happiness and what I believe is the healthy and meaningful definition of happiness. Okay, so let's get started. First, I believe the traditional definition of happiness is bondage. I do. I believe a healthy and meaningful definition is freedom. These are opposites. One definition is bondage. One is freedom. When the benchmarks for happiness are wealth and beauty and power and status and how thin you are or what kind of purse you carry, you can live constantly in a state of bondage. Bondage is a state of subjection to an influence or a power, right? That's bondage. Bondage is your life being controlled by some force outside of yourself. You can never be free when you must always worry about maintaining and growing your wealth or your looks or your waistline or uh, what kind of car, again, what kind of purse, what kind of whatever you're doing. You must tires. Excuse me, you must tirelessly check on how much power you wield. You constantly have to keep checking your gas in a world to measure your happiness. 
Maintaining your status is a constant chore to make sure no one else is gaining on you. And finally, remember your exterior beauty ebbs and flows throughout life. And aging is an uphill battle in a cruel world of vanity. And do I ever know this? When I was in my Wall Street years, when I was in my VC years doing venture capital and doing all these other things, you know, attractive, thin, going, my car, blah, blah. It's an uphill battle. Every day, whether I was working out, whether I was watching my lettuce salads, I'm exhausted thinking about the life I lived. But I can't redo it. I can only start now. And now that I'm aging, I absolutely understand what I had said about, yeah, aging is an uphill battle in a cruel world of vanity. It is. And I am enjoying every single wrinkle, every single uh, way my skin is changing, the way that um, I've allowed myself to gain some weight and eat some things I've never really enjoyed in my life because I was so obsessed with my weight. And it is freedom. I, I've never known freedom like this. So true happiness, true happiness and meaningfulness in life is the ultimate feeling of freedom. You experience the freedom of choice when you live from the inside out, not allowing your happiness to be defined by traditional benchmarks by creating your own, listening to your own inner voice, and trusting your choices that will lead you to a life of happiness and meaning. So remember, is it bondage or is it freedom? When you make decisions, what does that feel like? Does it feel like you're going along with everybody else and it's not really you? Or does it feel like freedom, like the real you? Second, scarcity, which is traditional, versus abundance, which is the healthy and meaningful definition. Scarcity is part of a definition of happiness versus abundance. Sadly enough, some of us have distorted lessons of happiness that developed in our childhood. Our experiences developed as we grew up in different systems. You know, there's our original family, our religious community, our neighborhoods, our schools. Many of us believe that only a few of us experience true happiness. Do you remember when you used to see those movies and and somebody got the man they wanted or somebody got the house they wanted or somebody got you know became a famous movie star or whatever it was we grew up believing that very few people experience true happiness most believe att attaining true happiness is like winning the lottery and only some of us are lucky enough to win it or maybe some of us believe in works righteousness which is another thing i was taught in my religion me personally a theology that says if you work hard, everything, you know, at anything, you'll receive what you work for. Okay, that is very much the Christian American ethic. Think about it. Works righteousness. It's a theology that says if you work hard enough at anything, you are going to get your reward. Any one of these theories of happiness is born of the philosophy that happiness is scarce. Looking around our world right now, I'd have to agree that true happiness and meaningfulness in life is in short supply. But this is because we've bought into a belief system that teaches us that happiness is scarce as hen's teeth. Happiness and meaningfulness in life is scarce because few of us intentionally choose it. We sit and wait for it to happen to us. Or we work, the works, works righteousness, we work really, 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 really hard to get it. And then it's like water going through our fingers. Many philosophies and religions believe that happiness and meaningfulness is a natural state of human beings and that our choices keep us away from happiness. 
Abundance is the fountain of meaning and happiness in our life. So next, fear-driven tradition of happiness versus tr a trust-driven meaning of happiness. Okay, fear-driven is the traditional, and a trust-driven meaning of happiness is healthy and meaningful definition. Gotcha? We cannot experience happiness and meaning when our lives are driven by fear. The child of fear is worry. And we have become a world of warriors and fear-driven individuals. It is impossible to experience true happiness when you're infected with fear, just like a virus. There's a new study out that shows that I believe 60 or 65, maybe even 70% of us in the United States have lived with anxiety every day. It's really tragic. Anxiety. I've had anxiety before. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's just relentless. It eats at you. True happiness, true meaningfulness in life is a lifestyle where we trust our life. We don't run in fear. We trust it. We trust ourselves. We trust that life is good and there is purpose in each one of our lives. And every circumstance in our life is about learning while we're alive. A happy life is living confidence that every day in your life happens for a purpose. You know why? Because life is a classroom. It is. It's not a prison. So, next for the definition, the traditional definition of happiness is rigid versus the healthy and meaningful definition of happiness and meaningfulness is flexibility. When you close your eyes... And imagine yourself and your family being happy. I'm sure the word rigid doesn't even enter your mind. But traditionally, many belief systems tell us that if your life and if you live in a prescribed way, you'll find happiness. It's like an algorithm, like a formula. These philosophy have rigid definitions of what it must be like to be happy. But think about it. True happiness, true meaning with that smile on your heart, that smile on your face, smile on somebody you love or a friend, is living your life in balance. And authentic balance requires flexibility. Look at Mother Nature. The wind blows. If, if a tree isn't flexible, the branches, it'll break. Trees, flowers, water in the ocean, every single thing in nature is flexible. Think about it. There is nothing that's rigid. And think of a person on a balance beam or on a high wire. It requires extreme flexibility. And, and especially in today's world where we have blue and red and right and wrong and I know what is American or I know what is good or I know what is bad, I know what's Christian, I know what's not. That's rigid. That's rigid. It's not flexible. Again, Happiness, meaningfulness requires extreme flexibility. And so it is with our lives. The more flexible you are, the greater your opportunity is to experience true meaningful and happiness in life. Next, the traditional definition of happiness is competition versus the healthy and meaningful definition, cooperation. A common misconception is that we compete and win. We can experience true happiness if we do that. 
okay? And again, I came from a very competitive family. Competitive in business, competitive in sports, competitive for love. And you believed or felt that happiness happened when you won, when we competed and learned the rules of the game and won. I recently heard the actor Morgan Freeman, who I love so much, interviewed, and he was asked how much happier he was since he won the Academy Award. And uh, Morgan Freeman, I do love him, humbly replied, I was living a life of happiness and meaning before I won that award, and I'm living the same life now. My Academy Award sits on a shelf as a sign of an accomplishment of an event, but it has no bearing on my happiness or the meaning of my life. Morgan Freeman knows that real competition is competition with oneself and the goal of always improving your acting skills, your working skills, your surgical skills, your teaching skills, your mothering skills, whatever it is. It's a classroom. If you believe that competing against every other teacher for Teacher of the Year and winning is going to give you true happiness or meaning in your life, you're going to continue to ride on a roller coaster of life. But if you believe that competing with yourself and becoming a more passionate teacher every day of your life will make you happy, you're on the road to happiness. We live in a world of nations competing for products, for weapons, and of course natural resources. But the world has become suddenly smaller with globalization and the scarcity of natural resources cannot be resolved by competition. That model is over, and it's never really done anything for us. We are one small, fragile, magnificent planet, and we must begin cooperation at greater levels each day. Competition for natural resources is no longer an option for sustainability of our planet and life. The decisions and attitudes of valuable resources located in each country around the earth are inextricably woven into the destiny of our entire planet. The era of cooperation across borders has been born. We are beginning to cooperate and share various technologies, medical research, cloning, genome, and many financial resources, just to name a few. Let's talk about the pandemic. What would have happened if we would not have shared vaccines and research and everything that happened in the new Omicron variant and everything. What would happen if we did not share all of these things? A good example of our new era of cooperation is the space station, uniting resources instead of competing. And again, same with on the research level and medical research. Remember, do you remember a time at work when you were working on a project and everyone was cooperating to make the project great. Do you remember the wonderful, rich feeling of cooperation and camaraderie you experienced when you worked together on a common goal? Now remember a time when you put yourself in direct competition for something. Do you remember that? I do. I was on the swim team. I competed to be cheerleader in high school and then I competed in college. I know what competition is. I know on Wall Street. I know exactly. And I also know what it felt like to work on a team. Do you remember the vigilant, intense, relentless energy? Remember the isolation you experienced when you were competing? A lifetime of competition is exhausting and is never going to create meaning, meaningfulness and happiness in your life. Extreme competition can only create loneliness and a hollow life.
We need not competition. We don't. We need cooperation. Next, the traditional definition of happiness and meaningfulness was high cost. The healthy and meaningful definition is low cost. We spend a tremendous amount of money chasing happiness. We believe we can find it in a new house, in a new neighborhood, a new car, a new pair of shoes, a new purse, a bigger TV set, a more exotic vacation, or by changing jobs. We pay a very high cost to keep chasing happiness, only to discover the more we seek it, the more it eludes us. We cannot experience happiness outside of ourselves, no matter how much we buy, where we move, or how often we change jobs. Our credit card debt is at an all-time high again as we continue relentlessly to chase meaningfulness and happiness. Please remember, to have meaning in your life and true happiness has no cost because it's a condition of the mind and the soul. There have been many research projects aimed at trying to find out whether individuals who have wealth and power are happier than those that do not. The facts are that those with no money are as happy as those with money. Next is the individual definition of happiness versus the community. Individual versus community. Healthy and meaningful definition is community. We continue to believe the myth of rugged individualism. The image of someone making it to the top of a summit or discovering a career for cancer by themselves, continuing the myth that happiness and meaning can be experienced only when you achieve some goal alone. Look at when we look at the people across the... I love biographies. I've been reading, whether it's Heinz, whether it's, uh, you know, Heinz Foods, whether it's Ford, uh, uh, West George Westinghouse. I'm, a, I'm obsessed. I love... Uh, these absolute heroes of technology and, and creativity and things that change the world. But see, I was raised to believe it was rugged individualism. But when I read these biographies, it was the technicians, the scientists. That, yes, they had the big idea, but it took a community. It's a misnomer and, and a lie that these singular people, Tesla, one person did all this. No, they created teams. Edison, Thomas Edison. Oh no, he wouldn't buy himself. These people created teams of people that that developed, discovered. Yeah, their name was the leading dog, but boy, it was a community, a circle. The new paradigm of happiness and success rests in the concept that we cooperate and reach our goals synergistically. The community celebrates and many individuals are transformed when the goal is achieved. There are more lives committed to the goal when a community acts together than when a person pursues a solo mission. We're imprinted with images of individual superheroes, Rambo or characters played by Arnold Schwarzenegger saving the world. Too many of us seek this myth instead of sharing a dream or a goal in community and realizing synergy. Synergy. One and one is two, but synergy is one and one is the infinity symbol. Anything can happen. Remember, isolation kills, community heals. And last but not least in these definitions that I've created, which I really believe are powerful, future 
that happiness is in the future, is traditional, versus the present. The healthy and meaningful definition means it happens now in the present moment. Most of us keep working harder and waiting for the day that we'll be happy. Or an event will happen. We're going to meet that person that's going to make us happy. We're going to find that job that makes us happy. Find that home. Whatever it is. We believe that we will experience true happiness in the future. When we meet that right person, get the right job, lose this weight, get into a size six, make enough money. These are mantras of our modern culture. All great spiritualities and religions proclaim true meaning and happiness is available in the present moment of your life. You don't have to wait for anything or anybody. Go within. Connect, experience, believe that true meaning and happiness is not only possible in the present, it has been here your entire life, just waiting to be discovered by you. Right now, go out and look at a flower. Smell the fresh air blowing. Look at a leaf that's falling from the tree. Anything. Go lay in the grass and feel it. Look up into the sky tonight with the stars shining. Whatever it is for you, go look at your baby. Feel their skin as you change their diaper. Whatever it is, it's now. It's now. Remember, life is a classroom, not a prison. It's a classroom. No matter how life changes you, see potential, love, and possibility in each moment. Please, in each experience of your life, think of it. Each one is like a little classroom, like taking algebra or math or accounting or taking um, literature. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it's just a class. And yeah, you failed. You made a C. You made an A. Whatever it was, it's over. It was one of the many classes in the classroom of your life. And move on. Dust off your feet and say, thank God. By committing to living a mindful life, by living your intentional life of your own convictions, your own power, you have unleashed a personal power that creates your life of meaning and happiness. When you first became aware that there was an opportunity to live in a new way for the rest of your life, when that happens to you, a choice immediately emerges. The choice may become clear. The question arises, can I surrender to something new? And in that surrender, experience my life, my life as infinite possibilities, or do I continue to orchestrate, control, and direct my life to include what I want to experience only? And I isolate any other experience that doesn't feel really good or cool that may tax me or make me feel uncomfortable. If you choose today to live a life of mindfulness and awareness, your life will be filled with infinite possibilities. Because you've chosen, the road left traveled. When you choose this path, it's important to underpin your life with spiritual practices to give you strength and courage for your journey, okay? Without exception, all of the extraordinary people that have contributed to my own life, Desmond Tutu, Jimmy Carter, the Dalai Lama, Thich Nhat Hanh, Mother Teresa, and so many, many, many more, all maintain daily spiritual practices. They keep themselves ready for the bumps in the road of life. Or those hard classes. Remember, it's a classroom. Those really difficult classes that we just want to take the final exam and get the heck out of there. Their greatness has evolved from their simple daily practices. And remember, there's an old saying, the person who prizes the smallest things in life 
is surely worth the greatest ones. And as Mother Teresa said, I can do no great things, only small things, with great love. I promise you this. As you practice awareness, live mindfully, and experience new choices that are going to become more and more available to you, you will experience the fruits of living a rich, fulfilling life. This is the reward of embracing your mindful life, full of participation in the world on many levels, emotional, physical, intellectual, and spiritual. So, in conclusion, just remember my favorite acronym, ACE, A-C-E, your life. Awareness, develop awareness in every facet of your life. Awareness of what you're thinking. What are you afraid of? What are you worried about? What makes you angry? Who are you afraid of? Write this down. Who who makes you angry? What do you love to do? What do you dislike doing? What gives you life? What makes you sad? Examine your life, your relationships, your work, your neighborhood, your life, okay? Awareness. Awareness. What's your favorite color, your favorite smell? What's your favorite food? Awareness. Who makes you laugh? C is choice. A-C-E, awareness, next is choice. Choice is the human power of life. You can choose to change anything in any moment of your life. You are not the victim of your life. You're the hero of your life. You are the hero of your own story. Once you're aware of that, once you are aware of what is not creating love and happiness and meaning in your life, change it. Change you. A is awareness. C is choice. E is energy. Energy from your experience. How do you feel once you're making different choices? Is your energy level higher? Do you feel better about your life? What are your relatives and friends saying? What's your feedback about your life? Is your business changing? Getting more contracts? Hmm. Ace your life. A, awareness. Then make your choices. C, and ease what's your experience. Think about it. That's what a class is. That's what, your, that's what a classroom is. Think about it. Again, whether it was algebra, whether it was literature, whatever it was, and your teacher. You became more aware because you didn't know anything about math or you didn't know anything about Shakespeare or you didn't know anything about accounting, right? And then you took it. You became aware. Then you made choices in that class. Hmm, I don't like this very much, but I do need to study because I need to graduate. Or, oh my gosh, I love this. E is the energy. Did it give me energy? Did it make me happy? Did it not? Hmm. Remember, your life is a sacred, blessed classroom. Your life is a classroom, not a prison. So, thanks for joining me today. And don't forget, we have a great newsletter. I love it. Go to our website, sign up for it. Great tips. Uh, Next, contact me anytime. Any ideas, if you want to do a podcast with me, anything you, just let me know. Click on contact and write me a note. And the Mindful Living Network, remember um, our tagline is, enter, you know, is to entertain, to educate, and enlighten our world. Please, we have to. We have to sustainably live together and hold hands. Next, it's our world. Let us hold our hearts and hands and heal ourselves and heal our world. Please share us, the Mindful Living Network, with your friends and your family and community. Please, let's do this together. Contact me again at contact us or go to mindfullivingnetwork.com or our O-U-R-M-L-N.com. We have a great meditation room. 
Uh, you can go through YouTube to The Meditation Room, The Mindful Living Network, or go to The Mindful Living Network and go to The Meditation Room. I love it. I helped create it. There's everything on there. You can go to Kyoto under a cherry tree and spend a few minutes, or you can go to a koi pond, or you can go to a thunderstorm, or sit with some daisies, whatever you choose. I love our meditation room. We have an MLN app, Mindful Living Network. Go to the App Store and just download the Mindful Living Network app. It's got great tips on stress and uh, the meditation rooms on there and everything. And again, sign up for our newsletter and please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram or all of those. So thank you for joining me today. Uh, and, And again, please remember, your life is a classroom, not a prison. And thank you for the privilege of your time. Bless you.